podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Domskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back tennis fans. Here we are for a little bit of an impromptu podcast, isn't it, JG? Yep. There's a big announcement which came out. You might be able to see it there in the uh, top and bottom of the screen. The French Open has been postponed. Uh, big news, JJG. Mate, you've done a good job not to miss it from anywhere. You've got it in the thumbnail. It's all over here. You even had it as your green screen earlier. So he's loving the fact that Roland Garros is postponed. Me personally, it's a tough one, isn't it? The, the effect of this, is only, it's, only, it's only a week for people who don't know. So it's going to be pushed back one week. But it's going to impact, obviously, the grass court tournaments will happen just before Wimbledon. So you've got the likes of Nottingham, um, Stuttgart as well, some, some historic tournaments. And for the grass court season, which is already small and already in a lot of danger... It seems to be slightly selfish to be overshadowing shadowing them. And then yeah. obviously Wimbledon just happening just after it. What kind of preparation can you have if you're just playing Roland Garros? Uh, you get past the quarterfinals of Roland Garros. You can't prepare for the grass court swing. Go straight into, into, the, into the grass in Wimbledon where both surfaces are completely polar opposite. Well, exactly, mate. I think it's uh, disrespectful to us Brits as well. Because we have been waiting not only, uh, well, it's been nearly two years for grass court tennis. So uh, I'm, I'd rather we got rid of the French Open and just had Wimbledon, no, if, I'm, so if I'm honest. <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion. But why should it be affecting? Why should it be the French Open that always gets to uh, move their tournament to disrupt other tournaments all the time? Uh, and I, I don't know. It annoys me a little bit. I like the fact why they're doing it. I like the fact that it's just because they want uh, more fans in the stands, and I can understand that. It's just a, only was a, they were only allowed a thousand, I believe it yeah. was last year. They're hoping for more this year. Yeah, so. which will be better. And I believe I was looking at the scheduling, and it used to always only be this same two week period. So previously it was what recently it's been three weeks. They've taken a week off it, so it's only this two week period, which it used to always be. Um, yeah. I just don't like it, really. I don't really like the move. I just wished it could have stayed where it was. But then you've got to weigh it up. Is it more important to have more fans? At the end of the day, it just seems to be a very money-driven decision in terms of it's always about the fans and trying to get more people in the stadium for a better product and ultimately more money. Yeah, mate. Well, uh, it's becoming one of these. Is it a running theme that's going to be happening each year? Affected the US Open last year. Going to affect Wimbledon this year. They're going to have it in uh, January next year, or maybe February. Let's affect the Australian Open next year, shall we? Should we start shifting it around completely? <laughs> well, you've like... got to look at who it's going to impact the most. So, if you just bring out a few names, look at. Let's start with someone who it won't affect. Roger Federer. He's no. someone. Who I don't know if he's already announced it already, but there's, I just don't see him playing Roland Garros at all. There's just no point in him doing it. He's no. never going to win it. Let's be honest. There's Not no likely. point. He might as well just save himself for the grass court swing, play a few tournaments in preparation, and then just go straight into Wimbledon and give himself the best chance. So for him, this announcement doesn't change anything. 
You look at someone like Novak Djokovic, on the other hand, he's yep. someone who does very well at both. He got to the final last year. Wimbledon got cancelled, but he, we know how, how well he how well he does usually at Wimbledon. Oh, yeah, defending champion, really. In so. theory, is it like he's got to kind of prioritise one or the other? Or could he potentially go all the way to the final of Roland Garros and then, with no preparation for, for grass court tennis, go straight to Wimbledon and play? Like, I don't know. He is, he is, he's a legend, the guy. And he's really good. I knew you was going to say that, but like, it's still not good preparation. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you've got to have some sort of grass court preparation. You wouldn't just go straight from one surface to another and hope to be playing your top tennis. Obviously, he will transition probably better than most players uh, going straight on there. He's so he's, he's at home on the grass, so he knows what he's doing there. But I still think that he just wants that French Open as well. He really desperately would love it. And it, fair enough, he did get... Uh, bit of an arse kicking in the uh, French Open final in uh, well in Paris last year but if anybody knocks out Rafael Nadal it's 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 Djokovic's tournament to take I'm sorry that's just the way it is I mean Dominic teams up there but Djokovic you'd fancy him mental strength uh, or not uh, Dominic team I still think he could be uh, undone by the likes of Djokovic in big moments yeah, I, I don't care though I don't care who he is Djokovic is not going to win both. Well, like, you never know, mate. You never no, know. No, but it's just so tough. Like, you yeah, look at the, the conditions of, of what Wimbledon is, yeah? It slides off the surface. The ball just... It, it's the fastest caught by 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 a long way. You go on Roland Garros, one of the slowest. It's just... It's like a complete different sport. Uh, yeah. The transition between the two in such a short space of time. And then take into consideration all the quarantine stuff as well. You're going from France to the UK. I know it's all in Europe, but do you not need to do quarantine period after travelling? I'm not sure how it's going to work oh, with that see. as well. I know. Like, is he even going to be allowed up to train? Well, mainland Europe is uh, a lot heavier, well, lockdown than UK right now as well. Because in theory, if he's coming from France to the UK, the UK should have some strict um, guidelines in place. I know it's just after May, isn't it? May 17, where yeah, things yeah, change exactly. here. So we, but we don't know what's going to happen, but you'd expect it's some kind of quarantine period still after traveling from a place where there's a lot of cases to where, in theory, there should be less cases in the UK by then. Yeah, well, mate, we don't know so how's that going to play into it. It just seems like happen. it seems messy. It seems messy. How and do we know? To just, it's to not just get worse. That's true, but like with the vaccine in the UK, I can't see it getting much worse than what it already has. Yeah, but in um, France at the moment, they've gone into lockdown again. So it's just like uh, shifting the dates. Is one week going to make any difference? Well, that's we what get... someone said here. So someone in the chat, we've got uh, Yermis, is saying one week won't make any difference of fans being allowed in. They're making a big claim that it's going to allow loads of fans. But what's one week really going to do in terms know. of allowing more fans? Like, just it seems just them, stupid to me. Gives them more time to try and uh, weasel their way uh, and try and accumulate a bit more money to pay someone off maybe to try and get it over the line so they can have it running i don't know but we had an interesting question there uh there was prabesh i think saying when's the uh, olympics running as well i believe the olympics is the 23rd of july so until the 8th of august so that will be after wimbledon so yeah. wimbledon's scheduled for the 28th of june until the 11th of july uh it's going to be it's tight scheduling, very, very tight scheduling. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure. Sh- I don't want to see 
Grand Slams impacting other Grand Slams all the time. Wimbledon made the right decision last year. They cancelled because it was the right thing to do. That's what French the French Open should have done. They ran the tournament, uh, affected the US Open, and uh, ultimately it meant that many players missed both tournaments. There was a lot of players. It was either one or the other. So well, I don't like seeing that. And especially when you've got such historic tournaments like Wimbledon, uh, on the horizon, and you can't miss, have that have another year missed. The French Open, I think that's what they did last year. Credit to them, they managed to run the tournament well, but at the cost of what, though? I don't know. At the cost well, of you got just... Paris saying one week worth of a uh, rollout of the vaccines is a lot of time if vaccine rollers pick up, but it takes a while to catch up. I feel, yeah, it's not once you just take a vaccine, all of a sudden you've got to, the data is always sort of lagged behind. So you're not going to see the impact of the vaccines for another like month after. No, so exactly. it, just, it doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't really make too much sense, but it is what it is. At least we're going to be having Roland Garros. I would have been really devastated if they canceled the whole thing. I know you wouldn't be a bit indifferent, but oh, it's one of my, it's my favorite grand slam. I'll, st I'll stand by. It's my favorite grand slam of the year. I love it to death. And I'm so excited to still see it this year. I just don't understand the logistics of the fact that now, in these current times, I think we need to be able to give more time between tournaments and not less. Well, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, if it gets cancelled, it's one less chance for Rafael Nadal to get another Grand Slam. <laughs> so I see why exactly why you want it to keep going. Otherwise, that, that number sort of stands still. Well, look at Rafael time. Nadal, say, like Wimbledon now. I know, I think I said... I forget exactly what my prediction was for Wimbledon, but I had him going quite far in that. But let's be honest, I don't see him really doing very well this year. Does now, he even Wimbledon. enter it? Does he even enter it? It's another question. I can't see him not entering it. No. Surely it's Wimbledon. Well, um, he's still going to have some break in between. They're probably going to, at the end of the day, there's quarantine rules for us guys and there's quarantine rules for players. It seems to be a bit different. And I'm sure yeah. they'll be able to bend the rules however they want to make sure that say, the top three players or the top 10 players in the world will be going to both tournaments, even if they don't have to quarantine. I think they'll just let them do it. Um, Probably. It just seems to be they've got a lot of power in the sport and I'm not that against it because I want to see these top players compete at the Grand Slams right now. I just see, looking at someone like a Rafael Nadal, how's he going to fare in Wimbledon? Not very well. Dominic Team, Diego Schwartzman, these guys who... Predominantly, are very good on the clay courts. I expect them to have a really good run this year in Roland Garros. They've been performing well. This is a good chance for them. Are oh, they mate. then going to be able to be ready in time with no preparation <laughs> for grass court tennis, no Nottingham, none of that, um, to then go straight to Wimbledon? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, I would be super excited to see. I don't want the French Open cancelled. A lot of the players that we uh, speak about and a lot of the young talent on the tour are predominantly clay court players. And these are the these are the players we sort of missed seeing last year, really, because uh, of the move and because of uh, maybe like qualification they didn't make it in. Now's the time. We want to see them playing. We want your Alcarazes, your Massettis. We want your Karatsevs. Even, well, Karatsev, mate, look. Got got this made up the other day. Look at that! Yay, yeah, Karatsev t-shirt, mate. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I want to see him. We have to get them party. rolled out to the fans as well. If you like Ben's t-shirt, they will be coming soon. We're going to be doing a few more little merch bits as well, uh, surrounding some different players, some of our favourites on the podcast, and some of yours. So, if you want uh, any suggestions on some of the merch you'd like, leave a leave a comment for us, or message us on Twitter or Instagram or Discord, Discord even, yep. uh, and we'll get back to you. But but in the meantime, we've got one little piece there, and Ben's 
doing a good job. Um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say modeling it, but I don't know if you're really modeling it. <laughs> yeah, wearing it. <laughs> I'm doing a good job wearing it at the moment. That's it. But mate, uh, I, I wondered if we want to just uh, take a look at some of the statements which uh, yeah. came out from uh, obviously Roland Garros. They made their own statement. I can sort of share it on the screen for you guys. Ooh, there. Yeah, so this is the statement what came last night. So it's not the recent one. They did one a few hours ago confirming the fact that Roland Garros has moved back one week. But this one's actually talking about... I'll let you read it off, mate, because I don't have my glasses on. Yeah, no worries. uh, It just says here, following the RMC Sport article, Roland Garros, uh, the 10 night sessions exclusively reserved for men published today. The FFT would like to underscore that Roland Garros women and men enjoy an equal footing notably when it comes to prize money. In this vein, two women's and two men's matches are to be programmed daily on court Philippe Chatrier. The day's play will therefore consist of three day matches and one night match. The yeah. fourth match, the match of the day, will be, uh, which will be played from 9pm, could be either men's or women's match, uh, depending on order of play decided upon uh, by the head of the tournament umpire. Personally, so, and this is something I'm for. I like this. I like yeah. this move. It's equality. They're looking to pay women and men equally. They're giving women as much chance to be on the main court, Philip Chachier, as what the men men have been in the past. They're going the one night session, which is going to be the match of the day. Hopefully, it's not going to be too biased. Um, I'm sure there will be some element of bias, but I just want to see the best match. Benoit um, be on the. <laughs> well hopefully not like even if it is like a young gun like someone exciting coming through like a Lorenzo Massetti give him a chance to be match of the day let's see what he oh. can do if he's playing someone relatively good put him on there obviously if he's playing against Rafa Nadal I think it's 100% he's going to be match of the day but even yeah. some of the exciting women I want to see Savon Tech on I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure she will because she's just won the tournament um Rani Nah, leave her off, match of the day. <laughs> Although she's done quite well. All done on your pick. I know you got no, had her going no. through, is it Bogota? I believe so. Or the other one, Charleston, other, maybe. Charleston, Bogota, yeah. one of the two. But, mate, yeah, it's just one of these things. It's great to have equality and there's some amazing... We've obviously got Simona Halep. She's another top clay court player on the women's side. It's going to be super interesting. Don't forget Sophia Kennan. She was in that final, uh, the French Open last year. Be interesting to see how she fares as well. So there's a lot of top uh, women on the tour, and there's a lot of top young talent coming through as well. So yeah. be interesting to see how they fare. Uh, obviously, we had a, such a young winner last year with Svartek, uh, 19 years old. It's going to give a lot of these young players hope that they can actually do it as well. So yeah. it's super excited, mate, for that. Yeah, obviously anyway. we've got a few young players we've spoke about recently. Um, I forget her name now. She's completely gone. The Danish girl. She's very Towson. good. Towson, Clara Towson. She's, there's yep. a few others as well. Don't forget Corey Goff. Corey Goff and a few of these. I can't wait. I'm really excited. I'm just so glad it's not been cancelled. I know you would have been more indifferent than me, but I'm just mm. happy Roland Garros is going ahead. You've got to have it in the I schedule. I want all the slams, mate. I'm done. I don't want any. I don't want to miss a slam at all. I don't even want to see them moved. I wish they'd just go ahead with it. Them moving it because of just having fans or not is more frustrating than anything because I don't think it's going to affect it. I think all it's going to affect is the grass court swing. And that's something... Well, it's suffering. It's suffering. Like, look what's going to happen with the grass court swing now because we've missed... It completely got scrapped last year. We've got no Masters events on grass yet. 
it seems to be like a lost surface which people don't really care about. You've got Wimbledon, and aside from that, everything else just seems to be a bit of an inconvenience and they can just push it around like it's not there ever. Yeah, I mean, come on. You've heard of like, these amazing events over in like uh, Haller as well. Don't forget that one. Uh, it's just, and don't forget the ones obviously Queens. That's another great British yeah, one. This Queens, is normally yeah. a pre Wimbledon tournament. Uh, lots of good players come through these tournaments, and it's it actually puts them in good stead for Wimbledon. So it's just frustrating for me. British. Well, you're not going to see anyone there from from Roland Garros who's, who's progressing. It's no. it's virtually impossible. It is 100 percent impossible if they pass the quarterfinals. Even if they enter, I just don't see them really being there. There's going to be players who are just prioritising Wimbledon and the grass court swing. That's who you're going to see winning them tournaments and playing well there. Uh, whether that will have a massive impact on Wimbledon or not, we've spoke about Djokovic and he's such a beast and a legend of the sport. He's played for so many years. He's done the transition. If anyone can do it, it probably is him, um, where he can play on Roland Garros one week, the next he's on grass without any practice and it's just easy for him. I think maybe Rafa could struggle slightly more. Um I think he can still do it, though. These legends of the game, they're just built differently. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a survival of the fittest, testing people's physical and mental uh, resolve. I just don't think it's the right decision just to facilitate, facilitate more fans in the stadium, where I think we should be facilitating the players' needs and trying to get the best out of the sport and the actual quality of tennis, rather than just getting more people in the stadium, more bums on seats, so they have more money. Yeah, uh, well, and like you said before, I think it just takes away a little bit from the prestige that uh, Wimbledon brings. Because, like you were saying, and the and grass court tennis, just uh, are any of these players that could have been looking forward, like the new players that were looking forward to playing on grass courts, maybe for their first like major ATP tournaments, and looking forward to maybe seeing maybe grass was their surface, maybe. We've seen them on the clay and we've seen them on the hard. You don't even know. We've spoken to players on the podcast and they have not even really had the chance to, like Thomas Mahach. Like, we want to see him on the grass. Yep. We want to see how he fares. We want to see how all these young players, because they could be the next Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal. We don't know until they play on all surfaces. You don't really know. They could have, be the next Sampras. They could have like seven or eight Wimbledon But is it really that important nowadays to be good on grass? There's so few tournaments and it seems like they're it just going to be taken one, one more and more from the calendar. Is, though. Yeah. The most probably, and well, like we spoke to most of the players on the podcast, that's their most favourite Grand Slam. So it seems crazy to keep on, I don't know, it's not disrespecting it, but it's just it's steeped in such history that tournament, and all the players love playing it. It just seems strange that I don't know the French have a lot to answer for, really, and they're just sort of disregarding and they're treading on everybody else's toes a little bit. Just yeah. one, I just I would love to know what the conversations between the the people running Wimbledon and the people running the French Open. I bet it's non-existent by the sounds of it. <laughs> Sounds like the French Open don't pick up the phone. And just make organisations with the ATP or whatever else. They're not they do what uh, they want. Yeah, literally, it just seems like it. Oh, we're just going to move it to September. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, US. Are we gonna push now. it back. We're going to push it back. What happens if uh, nothing's changed in a in a month's time? We're we're Queens. It, oh, don't worry about that. It's we're we're pushing it back. We're pushing it back one more week. You're right with that. It's sort of on the cusp. It's one day before the uh, Wimbledon starts. That's all right, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. Just yeah, a... I, just, I just want to also emphasise 
me and Ben, we both stand by this. We obviously know it is secondary, the sport right now. Yeah. And in terms of we're in a bit of a, uh, a terrible crisis, the world's in. We understand the health of people are our priority, but you've got to weigh it up. Is delaying a tournament one week really going to help the, the, the safety of, of people when, in theory, they're not trying to... Um, but I think it outweighs each other. If you're delaying it one week, but you're having more people in the stadium, surely that's the same as having less people in the stadium doing it one week earlier. It, just it doesn't, doesn't seem sense. to be like a safety thing to me. I'm, I'm mean, just a bit perplexed by the whole is, thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's just money. money. It's money, yeah, money. It's money thing. Yeah, I don't, for me, I don't... If, if it has to be without fans, it has to be without fans. The US had to do it. Like Australian Open. You see what happened in Australia? They they kicked everybody out of the stadium and then they weren't allowed in for like a few days. And that's how strict it was. That's what they need to do in France. They can't have it. You can't have it until it's allowed. And then you can have it. Just stop moving it around all the time. You're just disrupting the whole of the tennis schedule. All of these people who put a lot of time and effort into organizing all of these other tournaments that are, it's impacting now. Think of those people. Those people are completely disregarded. I'm not just talking about Wimbledon, all the other tournaments. So I think they, I don't know, they come out with these statements and it just, there's no, it's not really apologizing to anybody. It's just making a statement, we're moving it. And that's it. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, we've had our say on it. Let us know in the <laughs> chat, guys, what do you think? Uh, we've got a few mixed opinions. We've got Jackson here saying one week is no difference whatsoever. You've got Almina saying, I don't understand why Wimbledon is everyone's favourite. It's almost redundant to be a grass court specialist. You've got maybe a point, but then is it really redundant if you're someone who's going to Wimbledon every year and doing so well that people can't really compete with you? Yeah. That you're just a bit of an expert at Wimbledon and you're winning it. Like You'd be known as a legend if you was just a guy who won Wimbledon every year. And the grass court tournaments as well. They're all... They're all- like ATP points to be won in yeah, but there's just not many of them. I understand. I understand them, what yeah. you're saying. Well, I mean, no, and that's why I, I believe. I think Ben does as well. That there should be maybe some more grass court tournaments. I want to see a Masters on grass. Oh, um, that's the one for me. I mean, why? Why is there not one? Just bizarre. Like uh, that. Yeah. Would, that would bring in so much more uh, attraction into the grass court tennis. But maybe it's just uh, keeping the courts and keeping them well kept, and it's very hard to actually. Uh, make grass well i think that they struggle to actually keep grass courts in such good condition throughout the year and that's why there is such a small window for grass court tennis they have to and bear in mind they take a battering when those players are on those courts it takes them quite a long time to repair the courts and get them back into the, the yep. right top notch before the uh yeah before the next season starts again so so yeah, and anyway. like Amina says, he agrees with what we said. More grass, it would definitely make it a lot more worthwhile. I think that is the solution here. You got Sean saying grass Wimbledon has huge history in the sport. If it wasn't, if it was Fed winning instead of Djokovic, then Wimbledon wouldn't be called redundant. And yeah, I'm someone who people will say, "Oh, I'm a Djokovic hater. I'm this and that." But I, I love Wimbledon, and I love the fact that Djokovic is brilliant at it. I think it's awesome. It's great to watch. Um, and I'm for one calling for more grass court tennis because I love it as well. Um, I just like it. I was going to say, I just like, uh, I like the facts on the grass courts. The players seem to do a little bit more uh, 
not acrobatics, but they seem to dive around a lot more on the, you know, how many times have you seen like all of these dramatic dives and yeah. stuff on the, Mate, it it's exciting. It's, it's yeah, so exactly. exciting. And uh, everyone's really sharing the same sentiment as what we both do, that there should be a masters on grass course. We're going to keep singing this on our podcast until it happens, because we strongly believe there should be. You've got Wimbledon. Why is there not a masters? You've got here, look, there's a interesting stat. Let me see if I can find it. Jackson said, uh, there's three on clay, six on hard courts, and none on grass. Does it make any sense? Not at all. None. Yeah, just don't get it. Like they just don't. Whoever's in charge of the ATP or WTA, they need to uh, sort it out. And uh, maybe it's just the fact that there's nowhere with really with like a a big stand for a grass court tournament other than Wimbledon. Really, I mean, unless you go into another country. I'm thinking in the UK. I can't think of any. Uh, I think maybe the the one in Stuttgart's not bad though. That yeah. could, maybe they could upgrade that into a Masters. Well, you got uh, George saying Hurlingham. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's just I think it's well maybe they could put grass in the O two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that idea. The perfect idea because I think it's just about fans and for Masters events they just want shed loads of fans in there. If they could part like they could lay. Like or a grass court in the O2 for a week or two. How good with would no that sunlight? Be? I don't know how that would work, but Mate, uh, maybe they have <laughs> to open up the O2. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it would work, but I'm sure someone somewhere could make it work. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. And just I wanted to just touch on a, on a brighter note. We do have a big tournament coming up, uh, yes. Monte Carlo. Really excited for that. Uh, if you don't mind, mate, can you just get up the draw challenge and we'll go through yeah, when yeah, that's opening sure. because. We will be doing a draw preview for Monte Carlo very soon. It's one of my favourite tournaments. I'm sure it's one of your favourite tournaments as well. Yeah, um, so It's good. one which is just so beautifully aesthetic to look at. Um, it's been epic. It's produced some crazy matches over the years. And I, for one, can't wait for that. And I'm glad that that's not impacted whatsoever. So as you can see there, we've got the bracket selection time there. April uh, 10th, which is, yeah. I believe... How many days? Two days' time? Yeah, two days' time. So we're on Saturday. So at Saturday, 8 p.m., uh, and then closes on Sunday midday. So you don't even yeah. have long to do that one, do you? <laughs> Is that, yeah. how, that, that how they open it and then just close it again within a short space of time? you got about, what, 16 hours to get that yeah. in? Yeah, but it could change as well. So just just stay um, up to date with the channel. Hit the bell on the channel to find out when we're going to be going live for that. Uh, subscribe if you're new as well. It does really help out knowing when we're going to be doing these draw previews. But with this one, we're going to take this one super serious. Like, there's no games, mate. We are not friends for this draw, draw preview. I'm telling you now, I am going all guns blazing. This is one I want to win. I want to have this on the Google Sheets with my name next to it because I love the tournament. I just want to be the guy who knows Monte Carlo better than anyone else. Yeah, mate. Maybe we'll have to do it like a little prize for this one as it's such a big yeah. tournament. Maybe we'll. Maybe the the winner might be able to get an Aslan Karatsev. Uh, get one of these t-shirts, mate. <laughs> Depends if they want one or not. <laughs> might not want Aslan Karatsev on their chest, but. We will be making some other bits and pieces, been working on some other bits and bobs just to uh, send out to people just for some prizes. So exciting yeah. that though, mate. I oh, just wanted to announce there's a, currently a match going on at the moment, which is uh, 
the GB are playing, mate. We've got Dan Evans. He is in, uh, well, a bit of a dogfight with the Italian Stallion, which is the young, uh, well, wonder boy, which is Lorenzo Musetti. And as we can see here, they're tied for all in the third set. And a credit to Evans. Well done on the clay courts as yeah. well to be really cool. I mean, it seems crazy that we're saying well done to Evans. He's <laughs> like 32 in the world. 60 places above Lorenzo Massetti. But Massetti, you see the way he dispatched Dennis Novak in the first round? Six love, six one. Dennis Novak's decent as well. Yeah. He's inside the top 100. Uh, incredible. So fair play to Evans. He's given as good as he's uh, getting out there today. And... Uh, there's part of me that wants Massetti to win, but obviously I'd love to see Evans go through as well. Well, I've got Massetti winning my brackets. So I wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> I kind of want Massetti to get the job done there. Um, it's looking tough though, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Evans has done a great job. It's a shame we couldn't have covered this on the live watch along. I know we had yeah. some people asking us in the Discord just with work commitments. We're unable to. We're only doing this podcast now on our lunch break. Um, so we've got to go off and have some food as well now. That's it, mate. But uh, wow. yeah, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has joined us this one. Leave us your comments and thoughts in the in the chat or in the comment section below. It'd be good to hear from you all guys. Um, just thanks for joining. Subscribe if you're new. Like the video and we'll see you very soon for a, probably the Monte Carlo one, I reckon. Or not, if not, probably a live watch along for some of these finals coming up. Yeah, indeed. We'll probably be back uh, Yeah, this, uh, this weekend, I'm sure. Yep. Please keep your eye out. All right, see you guys. See you later. Podcast Network.